0: We're going to welcome SigPay to the uh, podcast right now, Brian Fuller. Brian, uh, you and I know each other a little bit. I met you through one of your investors, uh, Jim Valentine. Very true. And uh, Brian, in full disclosure, is is a client of the firm. But uh, shenanigans—that's that's right. Uh, there were ten <laughs> no, other no people color. lined up to uh, to take his slot here, but because he's a client, we moved him right to the front.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, and Brian, you brought your own cheerleading section today.
1: I did. I actually brought my VP of Sales and Marketing and my VP of Social Media Strategies with me, so that way, if I start saying anything too stupid, I got a kick to the back of the head from one of the two of them. Perfect. Okay, that's as good. It,
0: as it should. Yeah, be. We, we only had we only fortunately had one mic, so uh, we. Could- we, we, if either of you want to contribute anytime, any time, please just feel free to uh, knock they, Brian out. They are shaking their heads now. They don't look too eager to jump in.
1: <laughs> I don't think I could convince either of them right now. So,
0: Brian, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about the company to start?
1: Sure. So SigPay is essentially a new digital platform that will turn the everyday social media user into a paid influencer. So in the world of influence marketing, what we've done is downscaled it and created a new subsector called Nano Influencing. It's taking the everyday social media user who may only have 4, five, followers, but using them to, as paid influencers for local businesses. So instead of working with major brands and connecting them to these influencers that have 500,000, a million followers, we target what we call the crumbs. We go after small local business owners, connect them to a community of influencers that are relevant local to their business, and use them as essentially digital word of mouth advertisers. I
0: love this idea so much. I just got a marketing like I'm so happy about it. Like this is
1: so neat. <laughs> I'm, glad feel, I'm glad you feel that. Glad you feel that way.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I get I get excited about nerdy things like this. I think this is a really cool idea. Like going hyper local with you it. You
1: might be the first person to actually call me nerdy in my entire life. So I appreciate that also. Good because we're all nerds here. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so how does it work?
1: So essentially, what we're doing is we are <clears throat> we have a proprietary software platform where. We are pulling data and metrics from across all of your social media platforms. So whether it's Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Snapchat even, um, as you come into our mobile app, you can pull a campaign or apply for a campaign. So a business owner will come into our site, create their, whether or not they want 10 people to promote, 25, 50, all the way up to 1,000. Then it transfers over to the mobile app, which people then download and can see which campaigns are available, whether it's the... You know the the nightclub down the street, or it's a, a retailer, a little boutique. And based on the type of content that you have on your social profiles, you can then apply to these campaigns. Then once it's live, we have a software program that will be pulling data and metrics from across all the social platforms. And what we've done is create a gamified marketing system where these influencers are competing against one another for a more for larger share of the market, for the most engagement. We then have a patented algorithm, a patent pending algorithm that then awards points for each of the likes, shares, comments, tags, tweets, retweets. And based on your points, you're then categorized by either from one to 10, one to 100. And we then monetize those points and pay you through either direct deposit, Venmo, PayPal, whichever platform you decide you want to get paid through.
2: It's like Google Scouts. Essentially. This is so neat. <laughs> <laughs> you have a fan. I'll uh, take it. You so can
1: sign up at www.sigpay.com. Oh, you
0: can't afford me.
2: <laughs> so, uh, so where are you in the development?
1: Uh, so right now we have a functional prototype. Um, we're working on the back-end coding right now. So we're, we're very close to our MVP. Um, we're running some manual campaigns using the software that we do have developed now and just kind of testing how we're being able to pull the data And we're locking down the small business owners to make sure that, you know, they're seeing ROI. Um, One of the biggest concepts and what makes us so unique is our ability to prove how many people are walking in the door based off of our marketing campaigns. Essentially, with social media marketing, it's what we call post and pray. You throw up some stuff on social media. You can see how many people are clicking through, but you have no idea how many of those people actually walk into into your store or your restaurant. So what we've done is we're building in some geotagging services, location-based services, if you will, into the back end of a mobile app. So that way, if one of the end users sees an influence campaign and they walk into that location, we can then say, hey, you're here on a SigPay campaign, show the bartender for your free drink or... You know, we, we've offered incentive programs from these businesses to drive traffic into the door to make sure that we can turn as much of this marketing budget as we can into actual revenue for these business owners.
2: It's a complicated model, but it is, it is beautiful.
1: It's, uh, I mean, there's a reason no one else has decided to try and do this. Because <laughs> it is wildly difficult to execute. But, we have a uh, lot of
2: constituents. Right. There's um, a, lot, a lot of moving gears, a lot of moving parts. And, and, and uh, tell me what pieces are proprietary?
1: Um, right now, the algorithm that we're using is probably the biggest piece of IP that we have. Um, the way that we're basically using a weighted system to decide what platform is the most valuable in a marketing campaign and how we award the points based on uh, the certain metrics. You know, whether or not a, a like is worth more than a tweet, is a tweet worth more than a comment than a share? So, <clears throat> the, the, the concept that we've put into all that based on a weighted system whether it's engagement versus ROI on, on two sides of the table, is probably the biggest piece of IP that we have right now. And, and there's some other technology that we're working on patent applications for that I probably shouldn't mention on a podcast. No, right, 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 Well, you know. <laughs> yes, please do. I think Dave might advise against <laughs> yeah, that.
2: Yeah, <laughs> well,
0: you know. I, and I don't need the lawsuit, frankly. Yeah, right.
2: <laughs> but, I mean, so, so you have no problem APIing into all the different social media platforms and... and...
1: Snapchat is a, a work in progress. Um, there's no one in the world who's been able to figure out how to pull the API from Snapchat. Um, but again, I have a lot of people who are significantly smarter than I am working on putting something together for us. So we should have something functional here, hopefully by the end of 2018.
2: That's amazing. I mean, you have a bit the holy grail of, you know, how you can trace the origin of an endorsement through a platform and back into some back-end benefit to a business owner. Correct. It's not complete, but I mean, it's, you know, it's um, it's pretty remarkable. You know, as a former marketer, uh, I can tell you that the signal-to-noise ratio in social media marketing is really hard to detect. You know, both at scale uh, for a Fortune 100 company that's spending tens of millions of dollars on social media. It gets disintermediated on the platforms you know paid versus endorsed you know or you know owned media, you know paid, earned and owned you know you 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 very quickly um, as you're as a marketer trying to develop a, a a way of thinking about how your funds are deployed, you get really tangled in the wires around not just the ability to create sales and measure ROI, which is its own difficulty. But what's the brand equity value of being on a Facebook versus an Instagram? What is dilutive? What platform is dilutive of your brand? What platform is endorsing and enforcing of your brand? It's really complicated to know. know. For a financial services brand, should they be on Instagram? What is the voice they should use on Twitter? Should they encourage Twitter users to use their handle? Um, it's a complicated world, and it's not safe for brands. It's there's, not. It's not safe it's not. for brands, and and so I think there's been a, a um, in in my world as a, a Fortune 100 financial services marketer, um, there has been a rollback of the. Mentality, the early mentality of you know test and learn, test and learn. it turns out that there's some risk involved in that, and you've got to control your brand presence on these platforms right How do you talk to your paying clients about that risk
1: it's It's a conversation that I actually haven't had to have too much of, um, especially because I think it's primarily because of the fact that we do work with Smaller scale local business owners, you know, they just want it all. They they (laughs) want to know. I mean, when it comes down to it, we we encourage our influencers to go above and beyond. And by above and beyond, I mean not just go to their social media platforms and put up a post or add to their Snapchat story, but also go onto pages like Yelp and and write a nice five star review. Because when it boils down to it, a consumer can walk into the Cheesecake Factory and see that they only have three stars on Yelp, but they're still going to go because it's a major brand. Whereas the mom and pop's single location brick and mortar restaurant, you know, they have three stars and they live and die by that. So, you know, it's it's just one of those things that we encourage our influencers to do to help the small business owner. And when they ask us about, you know, how do we do damage control? We can't give them a, a guaranteed answer. Our influencers are under contracts, obviously, and we have terms and agreements that they have to abide by, but they can see immediately the amount of positive publicity that they're getting from these campaigns because they're only two, three-day campaigns. They immediately see a Yelp review. They immediately see posts where being, their business is being tagged. They can see the engagement live time during a campaign. And for a business owner, it's, compl- it's absolutely invaluable.
2: So do you have, uh, has this system been run yet?
1: Oh, absolutely! Okay. We're actually running a campaign right now for a food truck that's parked over on the Sacred Heart campus.
2: Amazing! And uh, <laughs>
1: you know, my 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 social media guru back here is actually tracking the metrics as we speak on her phone. So, uh,
0: is it going well? It's going pretty well so far. I think we got a positive response on that. That 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 is so neat because you know I, I'm listening. Just it sounds like you really want to focus on the local businesses, the smaller businesses, You know, leveraging those local mm. influencers. To make a difference.
1: Absolutely. And for us, it's all about our our whole concept. And, you know, Shay, my digital marketing or my uh, VP of sales and marketing says it all the time that we fight for the little guy. You know, we're creating an opportunity for an everyday person to create a second revenue stream or even sometimes their only stream of revenue. You know, we're fighting for the single mom who only has 500 followers. But, you know, that extra 40, 50 bucks that she can make in a single campaign is going to be her baby food or a bag of diapers. And we're doing it in a way that helps their community thrive. We're driving all that traffic to local business owners.
0: Can we make this work for CT startup? <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Encroaching on my. This is my baby. This is my baby. <laughs> so, how do you plan to scale?
1: We plan to scale on a regional rollout method. Um, we plan on being in New York City, Philadelphia, and Providence in the next six to nine months. And we are going to go into major cities around the country and kind of let it grow outbound in the suburbs and the surrounding areas uh, organically. The beautiful thing about what we do is that it's such an organic and authentic system that it basically grows itself. We just have to put the key players into the key cities and watch them grow from there. I see. Oh, no.
0: Brian, I'd like to just, while we have a couple of minutes left, let's get back to your history. How did you get into this?
1: Um, to be honest, I went to a social media convention about two years ago, and it was when Instagram had first rolled out their 60-second uh, videos on their platform. And I met a gentleman named Logan Paul. You've probably seen him all over the place. Major YouTube star, 20-something million followers. And he told me he just got paid $1.2 million from Visa for a 60-second ad on Instagram. And I was blown away. And I knew there had to be a way for you know the everyday person to tap into that same type of market and... You know, through a lot of trial and error and some other concepts that just flopped flat on their face, <laughs> we, uh, we eventually landed here. And how has being in Connecticut hurt or hindered you in this process? To be honest, it hasn't really hurt. I've met some phenomenal investors. We had a great friends and family in Seed Round. Um, and to be honest, you know, I, I know Fairfield County. I grew up here. I know New Haven County. Shea grew up in Westchester right down the street. So being able to tap into these communities and, and kind of roll out this process it kind of protects the idea from some of these bigger players in the industry who might want to come in and snatch up what we're doing that you know may not necessarily be protected yet.
0: It's really interesting because my own bias was showing there. I meant to say how has being Connecticut benefit or hindered you in the process. <laughs> well, without, without being I, in know, Connecticut, know, I would have make never make found Dave Menard as my <gasps> oh, attorney. There, so. you go. There, you go. there you go. Collusion. Collusion. <laughs> Collusion. <laughs> so, the, the check comes later. Um. Yeah, right. <laughs> So, I think we're about ready to wrap this one up any last questions Angie? no,
2: I think it's fantastic raw fans I'm so so <laughs> stoked to hear that guys. thank you so
1: much for your time
0: Brian Shay Carly, thank you all very much for your thank, time. You thank you guys.